This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg, reporting from the state capital of Tallahassee. That's two L's, two S's, two E's, and too much information. But there may be a quiz later on. The U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Florida meets with his state counterparts to talk about drugs and guns, but Larry Keefe says he will not be prosecuting anyone for using medical marijuana in Florida. We'll tell you why. Now that the Florida Senate has decided to uphold the governor's suspension of the Broward County Sheriff, local officials around the state, especially sheriffs, are beginning to realize there's been a major paradigm shift in the political landscape. Turns out you don't have to commit a crime to be suspended by the governor. A new law in California that allows college athletes to make money off their own name and likenesses has inspired a similar bill here in Florida, and it has the support of the governor. We'll also have your calendar of events and catch up on the latest from Florida Man, who had sex with two toys in a Target store, including a character from the movie Frozen. Maybe he should have followed Elsa's advice and just let it go. And now the top stories for Friday, October 25th on Sunrise. State attorneys are teaming up with the federal prosecutor from the Northern District of Florida to concentrate on two areas, guns and drugs. U.S. Attorney Larry Keefe says much of the gun violence in the region is actually driven by drugs. And he's not talking about the hard stuff here. The vast majority of the gun violence that we see relates to small-time, street-corner, marijuana dealers resolving their conflicts or disputes and robbing one another and, and using firearms to do it. It's not... Uh, it's not cocaine, it's not methamphetamine, it's not fentanyl, it's not heroin. The gun violence that we see in Tallahassee is largely to do with these small-time marijuana dealers uh, getting in fights with one another and using those means to resolve their conflicts. State attorneys in Florida have run into all sorts of legal problems with marijuana cases ever since the legislature legalized hemp. But Keefe says the feds can help pick up the slack. While they're in a state of uncertainty as to what the status is under state law, it's still a prohibited uh, uh, substance under uh, federal law, and we've basically <coughs> agreed to kind of uh, expand our space to provide a prosecution, a credible prosecution platform, not sticking our noses into it, but <coughs> when they ask us to, uh, as good partners and supporters of theirs. So if they have a matter, they say, hey, look, while things are in flux or uncertain in the state system, can you help us with the case? Because we believe this particular actor, this particular person, or there's very importantly a, a gun violence component to it, then we will engage in keeping with Attorney General Barr's mandate that uh, we do what we can to help and support our state and local partners. But Keefe says he will not be prosecuting anyone for using medical marijuana. True, it is still a violation of federal law, but since it was approved by Florida voters and the state legislature, Keefe says it's not on his to-do list. Keefe made the announcement after a day-long meeting with state attorneys from Pensacola, Panama City, Tallahassee, Live Oak, and Gainesville. They all praised the U.S. attorney, saying it's been a long time since they've enjoyed this sort of cooperation from the feds. In the aftermath of this week's special session of the Florida Senate, there is a new standard for sheriffs in the Sunshine State. The Senate voted to uphold the governor's order, removing Scott Israel as sheriff because of failures of the Broward County Sheriff's Office during two mass shootings, including the massacre at Parkland. Senate President Bill Galvano says they are sending a message to law enforcement. I think the public expects them to be held to a higher standard. A sheriff is extremely unique in uh, her or his ability to impinge upon the freedoms of the citizens that they are there to protect and, and have great respect for, for law enforcement, but only a sheriff can deputize someone. And once a sheriff deputizes someone, that person gets sworn in, then that person takes on to, to uh, herself all the powers of, of carrying a gun, being able to suspend liberty without a warrant. 
coming on private property, all of these things. So if the message ultimately is to uh, sheriffs and other law enforcement that we expect sincere accountability and, you know, situations like happened in Parkland are not going to be taken lightly and you can't just cut it off at at, uh, lower levels, then then that's not a bad message. The ouster of Israel was a victory for Governor Ron DeSantis, who lobbied hard to line up enough votes to sustain his order removing the sheriff. Now, you have to listen carefully because the governor had already walked away from the microphones before reporters could get his reaction to the verdict from the Senate. Uh, the Senate, I think, handled it well. Um, uh, I think the Parkland families, you know, really, um, um, you yeah, they've been through a lot. And I, and I think it was a relief, and I think they were very satisfied with the vote. Um, you know, obviously, I felt that, that that needed to be done. The majority of the Senate felt it needed to be done. But, you know, we move on now, and, um, you know, we're going to continue uh, to do the people's business. Um, I wish it didn't take this long, but it did. And, um, and so now we, we move ahead, and... Um, going on to the next issues, working with a great, great bunch of people and continuing to push forward on a lot of great stuff. Governor Scott has, has registered for re-election. Any comment on that? There was no comment. DeSantis walked out of the room. But earlier this week, the governor said he would have no problems with Israel returning a sheriff if he wins the election next year. In the meantime, Galvano was hoping the bitter fight doesn't leave a lingering odor in the Florida Senate. Here we are. Uh, this special session has closed. This is... Uh, a duty that we had to fulfill, but it will in no way set the tone going forward one way or another. The special session may be done, but local officials are now on notice that the governor can suspend them even if they do not commit a crime. That could be a real game changer in Florida politics. A new poll from the University of North Florida shows Governor Ron DeSantis has a 72% job approval rating, which frankly makes him the most popular governor in Florida in more than 10 years, going all the way back to the early days of the Charlie Crist administration. That poll also found a supermajority of Florida voters want to legalize adult use of marijuana. 64% support legalization of small amounts of weed for recreational use. Only 32% are opposed. The poll also showed a majority of the people in the survey believe the governor and the legislature were right when they passed a law saying former felon should not have their voting rights restored until they've paid all their financial obligations to the courts and their victims. Now here's something you don't hear every day, or almost any day. Governor Ron DeSantis wants to follow California's lead. When I look to see, you know, good policy ideas, California's usually not the first place I look. Uh, But um, I think that that California was on the right track saying that there needs to be reform uh, to uh, athletes being able to use at the collegiate level their name, uh, image, and likeness. I think that this is something the legislature should tackle in this coming session. At the end of the day, it's about fairness. Um, Student athletes should not be treated worse than anybody else. DeSantis is talking about bills in the Florida legislature that would override the National Collegiate Athletic Association regulations and allow student athletes to profit from their own likenesses. Representative Chip Lamarca of Broward County is one of the House sponsors. The state of Florida has over 11,000 student athletes. They deserve their access to the free market, and it's easy to focus on large media coverage sports such as football and basketball, but there are 24 NCAA-governed sports. Most of these collegiate athletes, male and female, are only on a partial or no scholarship at all, with their educational institution of choice, but they're still bound by this eligibility. I think the NCAA has done some good work over the past century, and it's time for them to get out of the way of our student athletes. This system of antiquated rules barring students from using their own name, their own image, and their own likeness limits student athletes' ability to reach their economic potential, 
And we would like to see this unreasonable restriction on the free market eradicated here in Florida. Representative Keone McGee of Miami says the current system is unfair because athletes are the only students who face the sort of financial restrictions imposed by the NCAA. To the 470,000 student athletes across this nation, we've heard your cry. Help is on its way. We've seen the injustices that have taken place in those classrooms. Where you're sitting in the classroom next to a student who's there on a college scholarship for art, and that student is allowed to sell projects, but yet you are a student athlete and you, and you cannot even get a bag of grocery. And that's why we filed our bills. It's a fairness bill. It's about the free market. We're sick and tired of the hypocrisy that happens within a classroom setting where young athletes are taught about capitalism and taught about the free market, but are being told, on the other hand, that they cannot participate in it. So we're gonna cure that particular injustice. Senator Debbie Mayfield, who represents Brevard and Indian River counties, has filed the Senate version of the bill. It's called the Student Athlete Achievement Act. You know, I am very pleased to be a, to be a sponsor on the Senate side for this bill. This is about all about free market. Why shouldn't student athletes take their ability to be able to make money off of it. That's, that's what we teach them about the capitalism, as the leader had said. And this is a great way to get them started. You know, there is, there is no doubt that the universities make a lot of money, state and college universities make a lot of money on our student athletes. And so this is a way of sharing that. Senator Mayfield says she decided to file the bill after being lobbied by her son, Evan, who was majoring in sports management at Troy State University. On today's political agenda, the Financial Impact Estimating Conference meets to consider a proposed state constitutional amendment to regulate marijuana in a manner similar to alcohol. That's at 8.30 at the Knott Building. The director of the Florida Sierra Club, Frank Jackalone, will hold a press conference to review the organization's priorities for the upcoming 2020 legislative session. Those priorities include springs protection, land conservation funding, banning fracking, and climate change. That's happening at 9.30 at the Florida Press Center in Tallahassee. And coming up this weekend, Dr. Jill Biden, the wife of Democratic presidential candidate and former Vice President Joe Biden, will attend a fundraiser at the home of Democratic State Senator Janet Cruz and her husband, Dr. Steve Rifkin. That's 1.30 p.m. on Sunday. And time now for the continuing adventures of Florida man and Florida woman, your 21st century odd couple. A Florida woman is charged with misuse of 911 after she called to complain about Chicken McNuggets. Police in Fort Pierce say Latresa Goodman ordered a 10-piece box of nuggets from a McDonald's in Fort Pierce, but after getting her change, she was informed they were all out and she would have to select something else. She didn't want anything else and asked for a refund. The cashier told her all sales were final. So Goodman made three calls to 911 to complain because she couldn't get a refund on the nuggets. And a Florida man is accused of having sex with two toys inside a Target store in St. Petersburg. Witnesses told police 20-year-old Cody Metter took a large Olaf doll from the movie Frozen and started, well, dry humping it. After a happy ending on Olaf, police say he put it back on the shelf and began having sex with a large stuffed unicorn. He's been charged with criminal mischief and thankfully the tainted toys have been destroyed. That's it for this edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. We're back again on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend.